कार्तिक जो चलना सीख लिया है That was Vidhi Sena of the Avan project. For us, one of the most exciting voices around these days. She and her Ektara will set the rhythm for this first episode of the NWMR podcast. When we talk about movement, particularly in the context of humans, labor always emerges as a central theme. This May Day is one of many conflicting but connected thoughts and feelings. With the coronavirus pandemic, an apparent human trait and an economic necessity is drastically restricted. Almost all of us are dealing with confinement in some way. We're left without a shred of doubt that without human labor, the world will cease to function. But we've also seen horrific stories of how we treat people who live off their labor from one day to the next. One kind of labor is applauded and respected, at least superficially. Another abused, vilified and rendered an afterthought. People and ideas that we have looked through are re-emerging in the collective consciousness. But here too we see a massive chasm. One side sees collaboration and solidarity as a means to build a possible history that doesn't leave room for such injustice. The other, representing a tiny minority of wealth and power, driven to find new ways to accumulate control over resources. So Dhanwa Deshpande is our other co-passenger today. He does all sorts of things and I'm not going to make a mistake by trying to limit his repertoire by way of an introduction. But I will say look out for his most recent book, Hallabol, The Death and Life of Safdar Hashmi, out on Leftward. And go see him at the Mayday Bookstore in Delhi if you're around. It's a cool spot and once you've heard him read some of the poems in this podcast, you might want a few recommendations. Thank you for joining us, by the way, this morning. Um, where are you guys at the moment? 
just describe for us because this is a years only broadcast. So just describe for us where you're sitting and and how you're feeling. On it. Uh, I'm sitting in our Vasant Kunj home, very comfortable and very guilty. But yeah, uh, my my sister's still sleeping. My partner helped me set this up because, funnily, I am really lazy. I don't learn anything, and I'm terrible with technology. So, uh, <laughs> this is it. So, Anma, I think that can be the theme for this episode, maybe of podcast being terrible at technology. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, um, I'm not so terrible with technology. I have to admit, uh, though I'm not absolutely, you know, like with it, with, uh, uh, with uh, not able to keep pace with younger people, of course. Uh, I'm sitting in in Patel Nagar, which is very close to where. Um, where the Mayday uh, bookstore and studio Sabdar is in Chadipur. I am less than a kilometer away from there, so I could walk down from here. And on a couple of occasions, I have done that actually. Secretly, I've just walked over to studio Sabdar in Mayday because I miss it so much. Uh, you sure. Know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but otherwise, one has been in lockdown. One has been doing what one can uh, online. Um, I mean, I do. I don't just mean in terms of the uh, work one does as a job which is you know publishing which is what i do and theater uh, which i do for a passion but also trying to raise some money to help migrant workers and 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 the very uh, sort of severe and drastic conditions that they are faced with yeah uh, so we've been trying to mobilize some money for that trying to mobilize some help and so on but it's difficult it's uh, it's a tough one it's a it's an endless uh, well, you know, no matter how much you put into it, it's always less than what is required. And uh, given the conditions of the lockdown and of, of the coronavirus and all that, it's hard to even reach people right now. And this coming at the on the back of the uh, on the back of the communal violence that rocked Delhi just yeah. a couple of months ago yeah. makes it even worse because we were involved with with that relief work and we were going to the areas and. You know, uh, sort of uh, doing relief work there, mobilizing uh, help, material, people, um, money, and so on. And then, you know, now suddenly there's this. So the people who've gone through that have been sort of hit by a double whammy. Firstly, they lost their lives and their, you know, their homes and businesses and so on. Uh, also, many lives were lost, and now the lockdown. So it's terrible. Uh, as Vedi says, we are of course very comfortable. We are middle class people. Nothing ever happens to us. Uh, we are privileged in so many ways, and you know. But this is also a moment to uh, to recognize our our own privilege uh, and to respond to it in whatever way one can. Not to feel guilty necessarily about it. Um, though, I mean, I totally understand Vedi's uh, um. feeling that you know we all feel guilty at some. In some yeah, way, yeah, yeah. But, uh, one has to act upon that and, and do something. Yeah. No, absolutely. And thanks for uh, sort of uh, bringing in that context uh, into this this session because we all have been sort of, uh, uh, I mean, not affected directly, but obviously because you know of of how things have been happening since, in fact, last August. Like post uh, post three, the 370 scrapping and then 
JNU, uh, Jamia, and then you know the the CAA protests on the streets, and then this Corona. I think. But at the same time, I think this May Day is going to be very very different because because the 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 people who have employed the workers they have let them down. The governments have let them down. Many of us have also let them down because we can't. We are we are not being able to do anything right now because of the lockdown. I'm sure if the lockdown was not there, more people would have been on out on streets helping migrant laborers. Or the situation maybe it wouldn't have been this bad. But imagine this whole reverse migration happening, this exodus happening from cities back to villages, and then again it'll again it'll happen that you will need workers to come back to the cities, right? how do you get them back what promises do you make to them what do you say i mean so so yeah i mean that uh, given that situation we are in how do you think this sort of may day is going to be like may day onwards how it's going to be so here's the thing i think one of the things that this may day uh, has brought home to us i think uh, the fact of the lockdown this of course you know everybody has said that this is unprecedented it's never happened in the history of humankind etc etc all those are true of course uh, one of the things that it has brought home to many people and i'm glad it has uh, although it took this lockdown to do it is the reminder that workers exist yeah you know and it's a reminder that uh, that that if workers don't work the world comes to a standstill literally you would lose trillions and trillions of dollars um, um, in gdp across across countries if workers did not work literally physical labor is what keeps this whole world running you know and uh, i remember in the early 90s um you know when the when the washington consensus uh, was near total you know neoliberalism was the reigning yeah. uh, it still is um, in many ways was the reigning uh, sort of ideology of the world and so on there was this whole uh, you know enthusiasm about firstly the end of history right the fukuyama kind of uh, you know um, um, argument that well now socialism has collapsed uh, the soviet union has gone etc which means that now history has come to an end in the sense that there will be no further social development in terms of modes of production that capitalism is the yeah. final mode of production whatever change happens in the future will happen within capitalism there is going to be no socialism in that sense it's the end of history that was one kind of uh, narrative that got built and became very influential across the world the other narrative was of course that it's the end of work and the end of workers uh, because of the growth in technology because of it because of robotics because of this that and all the rest of it the uh, the the idea that even though robots or machines are embodied labor but in a real sense at the moment they are not human beings you know human labor is built them so they they embody the human labor of centuries but now there's no human beings required to do this work and so therefore we can have a worker less future you know we can have uh, massive farms being run by machines there may be 10 people are running a farm that is like thousands of acres right uh, and so on so you don't need farmers you don't need workers to run factories you don't need you know machine uh, human beings to run uh, trains or fly planes or you know uh, drive trucks and so on and so forth right uh, that everything you don't even need people to cook yeah. right 
uh, you don't even need people to serve you uh, in restaurants. Everything can be done by robotics. Right? That kind of a future that, that was being talked about, and this I'm talking about 25 years ago, this was being talked about. Yeah, yeah. You know? That reality has not come to pass. Yeah. This pandemic has brought home the reality that today, if workers stop working, the whole world will just come to a standstill. You know, and that's what is happening. So I'm actually, in, in, in a perverse way, uh, of course, this is not to, you know, underplay any of the misery yeah. that workers are going through, etc. You know, all of that is, is true and very, um, very dire and very severe. Uh, but I'm glad that even if at this cost, People are now recognizing that workers exist and that human labor is what runs the world, literally. Yeah. Yeah. And so therefore also, uh, and that's my last point, uh, therefore also this whole idea that, you know, is capitalism the only future? Yeah. You know, uh, it, it's funny, you know, it's, it's easier for us to imagine a dystopic end of the world scenario. Right, because of some climate catastrophe, because of something like that, you know, some like a meteor comes and hits the earth or some stuff like that yeah. happens. It's easy for us to imagine the end of the world, but it's not, it's much harder for us to imagine the end of capitalism. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But what this pandemic has done is in a certain sense, it has brought back that agenda onto the table that capitalism does not serve the people. And you've seen how the most advanced capitalist countries in the world have been the worst in coping yeah. with yeah. the situation. Look at what the U.S. is uh, is going through. Just, just crossed a million. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Look at what Britain is facing. Look at what several countries of Europe are facing. Of course, there are differences country by you know country wise. There are differences. There are differences in uh, in in how specific governments are dealing with it. But the larger reality, if you if you pan out then the larger reality is simple, which is that capitalism is premised upon profit, not yeah. people. And that if you have a healthcare system that is premised upon profit, then people are going to die. It's very yeah. simple, you know. Absolutely. So therefore, you need an, a, 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 an economic system, a, a, a cultural um, um, you know, system, uh, you need an ideological system, a political system that transcends capitalism. You can call it socialism. You can give it an, any other name. I don't care. Yeah. You know, as long as we are all talking about the same thing. Yeah. Hey, uh, as um, um, as the old joke goes, you know, Mr. Ford used to say, "Oh, you can have any color of car as long as it's black." Right. <laughs> so, so you know that idea that you know capitalism is it. This is it. This is the only thing. That idea has gone out of the window, at least yeah. for the time being. And I'm glad. For yeah. And uh, uh, I mean, thanks for saying that also. Uh, and before we get into like music and poetry, I would just like to add one more thing that this whole pandemic and this whole like global lockdown, it, I think this has also happened somewhere because because this, this COVID or this particular situation is affecting people like across classes, right? Otherwise, in India, there have been more deaths due to TB, 
there have been more deaths you know uh, during childbirth way more way more i mean we cannot even imagine this to even get to those numbers but there but no lockdowns no even public health talks public system talks but i'm glad you mentioned the fact that at least this has brought brought into uh, light the whole the, the even the fact that migrant laborers and workers exist i think it's a very 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 important in the in the mainstream discourse in the mainstream discourse that middle class and upper middle class and you know all like different classes of people are having at least I think it's a very valid point, Sudanva, and I think uh, going forward, yeah, I mean, hopefully, hopefully people will remember these uh, 45, 50, 60 days, and they'll reflect uh, that, yeah, I mean, what what did we actually see? We saw this entire crisis unfold in front of us, but at the same time, this entire class of people just like come in front of us, like it's like it's like how it's sort of suddenly this. this thing has popped out of the box and it's in front of you now what do you do with it i should also just quickly add and i don't want to take up too much time because vedi i'm not giving any time to vedi at all to speak <laughs> yeah But i do want to make one one additional point which is that one other thing that has become visibilized now yeah. is the fact that women's work for centuries which has been invisible which has been unpaid and invisible work that nobody recognizes as work even you know it's something that oh you know women are supposed to do this right they're supposed to clean the house they're supposed to take care of the children they're supposed to cook they're supposed to also now go out and earn a living right yeah. and so on and so forth they're also you know supposed to provide emotional succor to family members and so on so the work that women do inside the house which was for centuries has been invisibilized and unpaid yeah. and unrecognized yeah. has suddenly now become visible Yeah. because uh, you know it's it's funny because men are having to do many of these tasks now uh, yeah. in homes not all homes sadly uh, yeah. in many homes it is still the situation that women are still expected to do all of these things yeah. and yet also work from home and you know do whatever their professional work uh, requires them to do and so on but in many middle class homes now there's a recognition that you know men are suddenly waking up and saying oh Damn, yeah, jhadu pocha lagana to the pitul jati hai, bhai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's back breaking work and it's yeah, real yeah. drudgery. It's yeah. when you do it every day that you realize this is drudgery, man. It's yeah. mindless, you know, uh, sort of uh, brain numbing work. Yeah. Uh, you know, and imagine people who have to do it day after day after day their whole lives. Yeah. And uh, so I'm. I'm actually getting some perverse pleasure out of this. I have to admit. <laughs> yeah, back in the day, in this Reford Sports Complex, which is a, a public sports complex uh, in Delhi, there used to be a, a board up on one of the gym walls, which listed uh, what kind of physical activity you were doing and sort of uh, how strenuous or intense it was. and of course there was a high intensity sports like hockey and football and stuff which was on one end or and and then uh, cricket was categorized along with doing domestic chores and i always <laughs> and i always found found that really insulting to people who did domestic work because it's like far more back breaking than anything anyone does on a cricket field that's for sure <laughs> that's true that is true i've had one one thing in my head and i'm not sure if i should be it's a little pessimistic and i'm i don't mean to be 
at all. I don't mean to be pessimistic about this. And while uh, suddenly now that uh, Sudhana ji said this, uh, yes, it's very true that uh, it's become visible now. Yeah, टाइम uh yes uh the protest happened yes the violence happened and before all of this when all of this was just starting and of course that's a lot of years ago also but also in the recent past we all discussed how this they are going to normalize it this a certain way of life is going to be normalized and it didn't take much time for it to get normalized it is not taking a lot of time in today's time when our attention span is so less for us to quickly see and forget as fast and my fear in fact i have a very strong fear that when the lockdown finally ends we are going to be much more negative in terms we are already hateful beings and as hateful as we can be today in today's time and something tells me that now that we are more scared for our lives uh, personal my life and now that we are more uh, suspicious of the other how much more othering will happen as this opens and will we really see the things that we are seeing or are we going to just consume it and move forward as we have been doing up until now that's the fear that i have to sort of uh, uh, lighten this this entire conversation do we have a song or a poem how are we i was going to say before like this rabbit hole gets any deeper let's yeah the, yeah uh, <laughs> segue into some kind of art <laughs> yeah let's bring art in <laughs> and then we can talk uh, about that topic also because there's a whole like uh, you, you're all artists and and uh, it's uh, i mean it's a, it's part industry it's it's definitely a lot of labor uh, so how it's affected uh, you know the work that you've been doing and all of that but before that yeah so what do you have for us vidhi uh so mate i i've been very nervous about uh, singing uh, other people's words primarily because uh i'm thanks to my parents bachpan se bahut sari kitabein padhi aur realize kiya ki people are the most profound and the most and have the most beautiful words and have the most beautiful meanings and every time that you read a piece of work you realize a different meaning to it so i've always been very nervous about not getting it, like i don't want to get it wrong at any point uh lekin recently i realized that what i was singing was not enough um 
for the kind of space we have just basically turned this into. So I thought I'll uh, sing a poem by Ali Sardar Zafri ji um, called Kona Zadhuwa. <laughs> पूरी तरह समझ रहा हूं कि बान क्या कह रहे थे शुरू में हमारी बातचीत शुरू होने से पहले ये दुबली पतली सी छोटी सी लड़की जब गाना शुरू करती है तो आवाज ऐसी जोरदार जबरदस्त वाह 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 मजा आ गया मजा आ गया तो ये थैंक यू आई एम सॉरी थैंक्स अ लॉट थैंक्स अ लॉट नो नो दिस वाज ब्यूटीफुल ब्यूटीफुल 
do you know when when the song was written was it in around 47 yeah <clears throat> uh, ha i think it was written uh, uh, during uh, a little after partition pakistan mein jis waqt yahi i think mazdooron ki hi when it started when when it started boiling when it started being converse that's i think when it was written but i i'm not a 100% sure ji to main bhi usi zamane ka ek geet aapko sunana chahta hu lekin main gata nahi hu i wish i could sing uh, but my singing would be a disaster so i will not even try but this is a song that i learned very you know years and years and years ago when i first came into the movement and there used to be this group called parcham kachal ghosh aur sumangla dabandaran wagera ye sab log hua karte the amitabh roy choudhary suranjan das wagera to aur safdar bhi matlab safdar hashmi bhi unke sath dosti thi in sab logon ke sath to safdar ke chalte aur meri behan hai ashwini wo bhi us zamane mein parcham mein hua karti thi wo bada acha gaati hai to तो मैंने ये गाना सबसे पहली बार परचम से मैंने सुना था तब मैं जानता नहीं था कि किसका लिखा है कब लिखा है क्या है कुछ नहीं पता था मुझे बाद में जब थोड़ा बहुत शायरी देखनी शुरू की चीजें जो है पलटनी शुरू की तो फिर पता चला कि ये गाना लिखा है दरअसल मजाज ने जो के प्रोग्रेसिव राइटर्स मूवमेंट के बहुत बड़े शायर थे आप में से कुछ लोग शायद जानते होंगे कि फिल्म हस्ती जावेद अख्तर के मामू हुआ कर तो तो मजाज ने बहुत कुछ लिखा और बहुत जानदार लिखा बहुत बढ़िया लिखा उसमें ये गाना है जो के जो के मैंने सोचा कि मैं आपको सुनाऊं और ये गीत की तरह लिखा है ये ये जो गजल वगैरह नहीं है गीत है एंड दिस वाज मेंट टू बी संग इन इन लार्ज ग्रुप्स इसका शीर्षक है बोल अरी ओ धरती बोल एंड इट्स सॉन्ग रिटन इन 1945 सो 1945 इज व्हेन यू नो ऑन द ईव ऑफ इंडिपेंडेंस वर्कर्स मूवमेंट्स आर राइजिंग ऑल ओवर ऑल ओवर इंडिया देयर आर फार्मर्स एंड वर्कर्स ऑन द मार्च इन बॉम्बे इन मेनी अदर प्लेसेस इन तेलंगाना देयर इज द आर्म रिवोल्ट हैपनिंग इन इन बंगाल देयर इज द तेबागा मूवमेंट हैपनिंग in bombay there's the rrn mutiny and worker strikes and so on so there's a lot of upheaval in the country at that time yeah. and that's when majaz writes this song bol ari o dharti bol and uh, and we know already in 1945 that the british are going to leave very soon now independence is round the corner now right yeah. we didn't know at that time that it was going to come at such a huge uh, human cost of you know the partition and the yeah. uh, or jo matlab qatl e aam hua उस सब के बारे में नहीं मालूम था लेकिन ये तो मालूम था कि के, के हिंदुस्तान का निजाम जो है वो बदलने वाला है तो उस उन्माद में और उस उम्मीद के वक्त का ये गीत है और तो मैंने सोचा कि आज जब थोड़ा एक डिप्रेसिंग सा माहौल है उस समय पर इस गीत को सुनना कोई बुरी बात नहीं होती तो बोल अरे अरे दस मजास yes. अरे वाह <laughs> ये हुई ना बात जो लोग सिर्फ सुन रहे हैं उनको मैं बता दूं जो देख नहीं पा रहे हैं हमें 
इरफान ने अभी अपने पीछे मजाज का एक पोस्टर लगा दिया है बार से उतार करके बड़ा सुंदर बहुत खूबसूरत पोस्टर शुक्रिया तो मजाज का ये गीत है बोल अरी ओ धरती बोल बोल अरी ओ धरती बोल रात सिंहासन डावा डोल बादल बिजली रैन अंधियारी दुख की मारी परजा सारी बूढ़े बच्चे सब दुखिया हैं दुखिया नर हैं दुखिया नारी बस्ती बस्ती लूट मची है सब बनिए हैं सब व्यापारी बोल अरे अरी ओ धरती बोल रात सिंहासन डामा डोल कल जुग में जक्के रखवाले चांदी वाले सोने वाले देसी हों या परदेसी हों नीले पीले गोरे काले मक्खी भुनगे भिन भिन करते ढूंढे हैं मकड़ी के जाले बोल अरी ओ धरती बोल रात सिंहासन डामा डोल क्या फरंगी क्या तातारी आंख बची और बरछी मारी कब तक जनता की बेचैनी कब तक जनता की बेजारी कब तक सरमाए के धंधे कब तक ये सरमायादारी बोल अरी ओ धरती बोल रात सिंहासन डामा डोल सरमायादारी सरमायापिटल नामी और मशहूर नहीं हम लेकिन क्या मजदूर नहीं हम नामी और मशहूर नहीं हम लेकिन क्या मजदूर नहीं हम धोखा और मजदूरों को दें ऐसे तो मजबूर नहीं हम मंजिल अपने पांव के नीचे मंजिल से अब दूर नहीं हम बोल अरी ओ धरती बोल रात सिंहासन डामा डोल बोल कि तेरी खिदमत की है बोल कि तेरा काम किया है बोल कि तेरे फल खाए हैं बोल कि तेरा दूध पिया है बोल कि हमने हश्र उठाया बोल कि हमसे हश्र उठा है बोल कि हमसे जागी दुनिया बोल कि हमसे जागी धरती बोल अरी ओ धरती बोल रात सिंहासन डावा डोल बोल अरी ओ धरती बोल रात सिंहासन डावा डोल अमेजिंग थे मजा the currency of it all that we managed to bring together so thanks very much yaar both of you for that i was pretty speechless i feel i feel there are sections there are people like us who who want who want to keep keep traditions alive not just traditions keep like these these people alive keep their words alive even even keep keep the made alive for that matter like made like you said 90s after post 90s I mean, people don't celebrate. Celebrate be kya? People don't even talk about it. It's not a holiday or a uh, day off in in so many countries, and people have forgotten forgotten like you know people struggles and workers struggles and so somewhere I feel it's very important to to keep keep bringing that back and put it in the. I don't I don't know if it'll ever get into the mainstream ever. But at the same time, if if people are talking about it, if people remember, and uh, yeah, I mean, and th- through these words, I think, yeah. Funnily enough, uh, there was a time when in a, a lot of films were, or a lot of music was made, uh, based on these struggles and yeah, was yeah, openly yeah. spoken about. But I think the whole 
a whole section of a particular generation that is ours i think i would talk about my generation uh, grew up uh listening a lot about all of these things yes but and also studying them but only reading them as stories um and hence forgetting the relevance of it all kyunki matlab kaafi samay pe recently tak i whenever somebody asked me that you know apart from kabir and apart from original you can also try and sing sing some of these and i always went to the comfort of but Uh, the kind of uh, literature that i am pursuing i don't find that kind of work the truth is i just exactly i didn't find that kind of work it exists it's there um but for a long time in the popular culture in in amongst the general general people quote unquote it's not here and so we are convenient it's very easy to forget also main to abhi recently i was talking and we were having this very deep discussion on how terrible the state of everything is and but you know i i just simply realized that but i am sitting in my living room and i have the comfort of sitting here so it's very much a thing of our generation vedi i think uh, neoliberalism uh, like sudanva was saying uh, the currentization of uh, popular culture as it were you know so when you have like that that is the aspiration then that is being thrust on consumers of film or at least at a commercial level yeah. whereas earlier perhaps uh, there were more feet on the ground mediums or the way people were reading or was more through actual i mean people were on the ground and then writing the stories yeah uh, for me it's really exciting to see how for instance um there's a there, there's so much poetry that got written uh um as part of the anti caa protest yeah now this poetry was not written um, e- even as part of the protest was written, predated the protest but it got a new currency um, as part of the protest the moment you know tum kaun ho be which is an older poem actually a slightly older poem the moment that guy stands up there and reads it out at at the gateway of india in the protest right uh, it acquires a different uh, a different charge um and of course yeah. the work of you know amir aziz and so on you know there's a ton of work out there right i Lots mean of... even older poets like rahat indori and stuff their bits you know relevant bits getting uh, exactly. picked up and played out yeah. again and stuff. exactly the the way in which for instance pairs came back into our lives yeah hum dekhenge lazim hai ki hum bhi dekhenge ab ye ek aisi nazm hai jo ke humne apne bachpan mein humne suni thi pehle jab hum रेडिकल होना शुरू हुए थे थोड़ी बहुत उर्दू समझनी शुरू की थी उस समय पर हमको जो है बिठा करके किसी ने इसका मतलब समझाया था एंड आई आई नेवर नेवर या दैट दिस वुड कम बैक इन सच अ बिग वे एंड अगेन यू नो पर्वसली यू टू थैंक द राइट विंग फॉर दिस सॉन्ग वुड नॉट है Yeah. but i think that is really exciting that all of this stuff is being done and written and and performed and so on also mm-hmm. it is just that you know there's a lot of stuff that that people are doing which may not come in sort of traditional uh, forms it yeah. may not be poetry it may not be yeah. this and that but like for instance what happens as part of stand up comedy a lot of it is just fun and laughter and so on and so forth some of it mm-hmm. is misogynist and so on but look at for instance the 
the stuff that uh, you know Varun Grover, Sanjay Rajora, etc. All of these guys are putting out, right? Yeah. Uh, very edgy, very political. Yeah. Uh, there's so much more conversation around the issue of sexuality, uh, yeah. which you know I grew up. Um, I was a teenager in the in the 1980s, yeah. you know. And in the 1980s, uh, it was not a conversation, honestly, at least for me. Just mahal mein hum pade hoge, aur ye koi bahut conservative mahal nahi tha. You know, I came from a family where there were intellectuals and you know cultural people, this, that, all the rest of it, and so on. But this was not a conversation we had, honestly. Not in families, not amongst friends, and so on. I now see young people, much younger, you know, just coming into their teens, already aware. of issues of sexuality of rights and so on and so so i think there's a lot of opening up there's a lot of uh, exciting stuff that's being talked about it may not happen in quite the same way as it used to happen earlier i also feel like um, and just just to bring in a little small correction to what sid was saying i am not from the film industry <laughs> <laughs> Happen to have done tiny roles <laughs> in some films, but yeah, but I'm a complete outsider to that world. I don't really know what happens there. Uh, you know, I completely through a throw of the dice, I sometimes end up uh, doing tiny roles that you would miss if you blink, you would miss them, um, and so on. But I do have some friends in the film industry. That's people, true. Yeah, you know people. Who yeah, know. yeah, and I do know that. i do know that a number of people think they think very deeply about these issues you know yeah. uh, and a, a number of people they may not come out openly but a number of people feel deeply concerned about the rise of the right wing in india about the rise of hindutva rss bjp you know their goons their you know um, yeah. armies of trolls and so on and so forth and they are really concerned about you know what kind of world are we going to leave behind for for the future right um, and also it's also a very immediate problem for them yaar agar aise hota raha to hamari rozi roti ka kya hoga you know it's a real problem i mean i'm not trying to kam nahi karke aakna chahiye aur ye ek genuine concern ho sakta hai kisi artist ka ki yaar meri rozi roti ka kya hoga you know main agar ye nahi bol sakta wo nahi bol sakta ye nahi dikha sakta wo nahi dikha sakta to karunga kya yaar काम करने वाले बहुत कम है और उनके लेबर से खाने वाले बहुत ज्यादा है और इनवेरेबली इट्स ऑल्सो स्क्यूड एंड नॉट इन देर फेवर ऑफकोर्स ठीक ही है इतना सारा प्यार प्यार बात करके कहीं जा नहीं पा रहे आई रियली बिन रियलाइजिंग दैट माय वर्क इज यूज़लेस वन 
talking about love and all is great but are aise mat bolo yaar maine kal hi ek article likha hai kisi ne mujhse kaha ki yaar may day pe kuch likho but give it we want a, we want a take that would not be the usual take uh, on thing so i said fine what about if i wrote an article about how artists their work and cultural work in general artistic and cultural work in general should that be considered as an essential service you know intellectual work cultural work shouldn't that be considered an essential service for society just as for instance medical work is concerned uh, uh, is considered yeah. uh, or let's say it or whatever it is you know that kind of stuff uh, so why should this not be considered uh, an essential service and honestly uh, in the world at large right uh, how would the world have coped with the lockdown had it not been for artists yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it's incredible that uh, a 19th century folk song which then gets reprised as a anti fascist anthem yeah, yeah. in italian in the yeah. 1930s now comes back as an anti capitalist song yeah. in a popular series you know like money heist uh, yeah. as a kind of an anarchist symbol uh, anthem but now has now taken on all kinds of meanings you know yeah. so there's a there's a kashmiri version there's a, a, the the video of the palestinian you know young kid playing it with her father yeah. uh, you know there's all kinds of versions of bela ciao right yeah. Yeah. and uh, uh, and the fact that you know germans come together in their balconies and and play the song for the italian neighbors you know yeah. in recognition of um, um the work of you know first responders and uh, and so on and so forth uh, you know how would people have gone through this time had it yeah. not been for cultural work and, uh, or, and art. or art or books for that matter you know so i feel like i think that the kerala government is absolutely on spot yeah. by saying that bookshops will be open twice a week i think the rest of the country needs to do that and so on you know our work really you know very really your work my work everybody's work ban said all of us the work that we are doing in whatever small way it is i think it's part of essential services the world would have gone mad without us without the millions of artists all over the world only some of them are very well known people become stars yeah, yeah. and you know their work circulate for like millions of dollars but there's millions of others like us yeah yeah these services but help people cope and so therefore we should never underplay our own importance uh, yeah. in society and on that note let's hear
नारायण सुरवे जो थे वो वो अनाथ थे उनको जो भी उनकी माँ थी उसके ऊपर जो भी प्रेशर रहा होगा इन ऑल प्रोबिलिटी शी माइट बीन अपर कास्ट यंग वुमन गॉट प्रेगनेंट आउट ऑफ वेड लॉक एंड यू नो गिवन द सिचुएशन ऑफ द टाइम शी फेल द नीड टू अबेंडन द चाइल्ड विच मस्ट बीन टफ फॉर हिज फॉर हिज बायोलॉजिकल मदर बट बट नारायण सुरवे गॉट पिकट अप बाई दिस वर्कर कपल और वो जो कपल था वही उनके माँ बाप और नारायण सुरवे एक मजदूर थे तो उन्होंने बंबई में फैक्ट्री में मजदूरी की वहां से उन्होंने जो है राजनीत भी उन तक आई और और कविता भी और वो जो कम्युनिस्ट पार्टी के बहुत बड़े शायर रहे और कम्युनिस्ट आंदोलन के बहुत बड़े वो शायर रहे उनका हिंदी में तर्जुमा हिंदी में अनुवाद कितना हुआ है कितना आई हैव नेवर बीन वेरी हैप्पी विद हिज ट्रांसलेशन इन टू हिंदी लेट्स से तो ये एक कविता है विच इज इंटरेस्टिंग बिकॉज इट काइंड ऑफ स्पीक्स टू वॉट बेदी वॉज टॉकिंग अबाउट द राइज टू कॉन्शियसनेस यू नो वेन डू वी बिकम ह्यूमन बींग्स नॉट सिंपली वेन वी आर बॉर्न नॉट सिंपली वेन वी फिगर आउट द वर्ल्ड अराउंड अस but also we become human beings when we start to understand the world you know and start to analyze the world and there are people and there are ideas that help us make sense of the world and then to also help us hopefully transform the world and so uh, in this poem narayan survey talks about one such encounter uh, that he has had with the figure of karl marx ab <clears throat> ye The poem is in Marathi, of course. It's called Karl Marx. So, I have a rough translation, which I have done. So, you can't judge it in the translation. So, you can't judge it in the 
लेकिन सेंस इसका क्या है इस कविता का वो आप देखें और एक मजदूर खुद जब कवि होता है तो तो ये तो ये उसकी भाषा है और और, और उसका आर्टिकुलेशन कालमार्क्स नारायण सुर मेरी पहली ही हड़ताल में मार्क्स मुझे ऐसे मिला जुलूस के बीचों बीच मेरे कंधे पर उसका बैनर था जानकी अक्का बोली पहचाना इसे ये है हमारा मार्कस बाबा जर्मनी में जन्मा पूरे भर के ग्रंथ लिखे और इंग्लैंड की मिट्टी में मिल गया सन्यासियों का क्या है बेटा सारी धरती एक तेरी तरह इसके भी चार छोटे छोटे बच्चे थे मेरी पहली हड़ताल में मार्क्स मुझे ऐसे मिला फिर एक बार मैं भाषण दे रहा था इस मंदी के कारण क्या है गरीबी का स्रोत क्या है फिर मार्क्स आगे आया बोला मैं बताता हूं और मुसलसल बोलता चला गया हाल में वो एक गेट मीटिंग में भाषण सुन रहा था मैंने कहा अब इतिहास के नायक हम ही हैं भविष्य के सभी चरित्रों के भी तब उसने जोर से ताली बजाई खिलखिलाकर हंसा पढ़ा मेरे कंधे पर हाथ रखकर बोला अरे कविता सविता लिखते हो क्या अच्छा है अच्छा है मुझे भी गेटे बहुत पसंद था जानकी he also had yeah. four kids you know yeah. uh, uh, and so on and then mark i think it's uh, it's beautiful how people rise to consciousness in yeah. different ways and uh, it's through the struggle because it's in the struggle that mark meets him you know he says that i first yeah. met mark when i had his banner on my shoulder you yeah. know uh so so it's through struggle that people rise to consciousness and uh, and it's such a simple poem but i think it's a very profound poem so yeah. that's why i thought i'd share it with you uh, apologies for the uh, for the translation this is really not a poetic translation but was a very thank tough, you ready thank I was, you yeah. i was just doing it on the fly actually uh, uh yeah. is this no. is this out anywhere can we uh, get like uh, have you written this in any article before? no not really i mean I've, i i have the marathi book with me yeah oh uh, so i just yeah i was just doing it literally i was reading the marathi and doing the translation on the fly you should make an entire podcast just for people who don't understand the language there are terrible translations or there are translations that are too hard to explain understand but yeah. not it's so hard to access good good uh, work because of language or thank you you just made it so simple for us <laughs> <laughs> thank you yeah. thank you but tell me vedi uh, uh, 
are you putting out stuff on the internet right now uh, in the uh, as much as i can i can't say that i'm very uh, active i think i spend half, more than half of my day ghar ka kaam karke and we are three same age people so we have a lot of conflict <laughs> in terms of who does what work and how and everything and then there's all that is in the mind also whatever is going on so not a lot also i am a very you guys have already discussed this so instead of saying i feel old i'm going to say i'm just lazy <laughs> i'm a very lazy person uh, i can keep sitting and making music and singing and doing storytelling but as soon as it comes to recording and putting up and uh, promoting <laughs> i i'm thrown off but i'm doing some work mai bahut thoda thoda word of mouth type ka hi tarike se karti rahi so i put out some poems because i couldn't do any songs abhi so uh, trying but i can't say that i'm extremely active hmm that's interesting uh for me personally it's been a it's been a funny time because on the one side uh you know my publishing work has not really stopped i professionally i'm an editor in a publishing house mm-hmm. so you know editorial work uh, can continue without any problem that's what we do anyway we sit in front of the computer and work uh and with the internet we can be in touch with our authors and this that and all the rest of it so that is continuing as is there's no change in that uh but uh the other thing that i do is theater and of course theater is supper um and so when the uh, i mean in the past few days as janatimanj we have tried to do some online performances where all of us are sitting in different places in our own homes and so on and we do online readings where there's an audience that comes on board and you know you you read out a play mm-hmm. uh so we do some rehearsal for it and so on and it's not great i can't say i'm Uh, overtly excited by what we are able to produce in terms of quality but it's something and i think more than anything else it's useful for actors to just keep in touch with each other to keep in touch with the plays and uh, for some of our younger actors to read some of our older plays which are really classic plays uh, for them to get reacquainted with you know that stuff and so on it's useful in many of those ways also it's just nice to see your colleagues on you know on screen and uh, and pretend that we are doing a rehearsal uh, you know yeah. uh, so <laughs> i wouldn't sort of discount the the emotional uh, uh, you know aspect or the emotional value um, of this kind of work what it does in terms of art and so on i have no clue but what i started doing personally is that you know as soon as the lockdown began a lot of my actor friends started going online and they started to doing things um, you know on facebook on instagram and so on and there was a lot of live stuff going on or even recorded pre recorded stuff being put up and so on mm-hmm. and you know actors are actors they love to show themselves that's yeah. their job you know with the job description is that you have to show yourself right mm-hmm. uh, and so we thrive upon being seen uh, we love you know being adored and so on mm-hmm. uh, so so i get that i get that but i was i was feeling not very happy about doing anything that was visual because firstly because everyone else was doing it yeah. but also because i've had this thought in my head for a very long time that was just floating about in the back of my head of doing a poem a day you know and just putting it out there these are poems that i love these are poets that i love 
you know, I've encountered them as a young person, as an older person, whatever it is. Uh, and to try and have a kind of a, if one did this for long enough, I felt one would be able to map one's own emotional, political, cultural, uh, social, uh, you know, landscape in a sense through poetry. Uh, if one did it kind of in a fairly spontaneous way. And so this was just an idea at the back of my head. I never did anything with it for years. When the lockdown began, one day I said, okay, why don't I do it now? So I made an offer on social media and to some friends saying, if you would be interested, I'm happy to record a poem, an audio record, uh, uh, a poem, and send it to you. One poem a day, no more than one poem. It will just be the poem. No commentary with the poem, no bhajanbaji, nothing, just the poem, that's it. And it will be an audio track that you will get as a WhatsApp message on your thing, so you can play it at any time, you don't want to play it, that's fine. But I think there's a certain intimacy that comes with, with an audio recording, uh, which is kind of missing uh, um, in a video recording. It's counterintuitive, actually. You would imagine that there would be much more intimacy to, uh, to video. But there isn't really that there's the sense of performance, which yes. is which is much more um, strong uh, when you're in front of a camera and you're just speaking, um, you know, into an audio uh, format. I think there's intimacy. There's also the fact that people can access it whenever they want. They don't have to go online, go to Facebook or Instagram or something, go to a website and so on. It's sitting in your inbox in in WhatsApp. You can access it anytime. You can play it while you're cooking. You can play it, you know, whatever it is, right? Yeah. And uh, so I thought it it would be an interesting format to play with. So I started doing this, and uh, now I've done some whatever thirty odd poems, uh, one poem a day. Uh, I send out on WhatsApp, and within a day or so of my sending my first poem, um, a friend Virkin Dhar, uh, who's an architect and dancer. Uh, she sent me a message saying, I love your, you know, whatever you're doing. And do you mind if I start doing an artwork in response to your poem uh, every day? I said, great, sure. So I said, do you mind if I put it up online um, on WhatsApp or, you know, Instagram or something uh, on, uh, on Facebook um, and Instagram? She said, no, not at all. Please put it up. So now it's become a kind of, uh, Collaboration. you know, yeah. When I read out a poem a day, it goes to her. She gets some time to process it. And every day, by the end of the day, she has to produce an artwork. Yeah. And of course, when I select the poem, I have no thought about what she's going to do with it. But yeah. sometimes after sending the poem, I do wonder, damn, what poem have I sent in? <laughs> you know, and we never talk about it. Uh, we've never discussed it. We've never had a conversation about this. Yeah. It's been this kind of silent communion. She never knows what's coming. So it's a surprise for her every morning, as it is to everyone else. Uh, half the time, even I don't know what I'm going to be reading, till the point that I read it, you know. Yeah. Uh, so it's impossible to plan. Uh, sometimes I mark some anniversary or something. On May Day, I'll probably read something to do with, uh, you know, with workers. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, so I just find that that format is something that's very intimate and it's exciting me. Um, it's making me wake up very early in the morning because I like to do recordings when there's relative quiet. 
So I've been getting up at five in the morning every morning. This is not That's my normal. Nice. And normally, my waking time is between six and six thirty. So I am a morning person, but not this kind of morning person. And sometimes when I'm very excited, and if it's a complicated poem I'm going to do the next day, uh, you know, there are some poems that go on for seven, eight minutes, and uh, on WhatsApp you can't pre in a WhatsApp broadcast you can't pre-record and send it. You have to do it live. You can either record or you can abort. But that's it. You only have two options, and you have to make the decision at that moment. As yeah. soon as you stop reading, you have to decide whether you want to cancel the recording or whether you want to send it. So sometimes when there's a complicated poem that I have to send out, and I've done some rehearsal the previous night, but I get so excited that I even get up at four o'clock. <laughs> I'm like, wow. I have to rehearse this more. <laughs> Making me feel like a like a much younger person. I have to admit. Uh, you know, wow. it's kind of enthusiasm that you have when you're a young actor who's just making his first, yeah. making his first steps in the field. Uh, it's nice. I'm, I'm enjoying this. Uh, Verkin says that she would want me to continue after the lockdown. I would like to continue after the lockdown. My secret ambition, which I'm not, which I'm not telling anyone, and this is top secret. Uh, <laughs> Except to the listeners of this podcast, right? <laughs> <laughs> the ambition is to do it for 365 days. Wow. Uh, every day, send out a poem. The nice. other secret ambition is to never repeat a, po- well, of course, not repeat a poem, but not even to repeat a poet. Yeah. So if I've wow. done one poet once, ideally, I would not like to re- to get back to that poet again. Uh, so let's see if I can stick to that. But certainly, I would. I don't know if I can last out to it. 365 days, it's a lot of days, you know, one whole year. Uh, but if I could, I'd love to do it. So that's what I'm doing these days. It's occupying a lot of my mental and emotional energy. Is it all poems that you already read at some point in your life or are you also sometimes reading new things? See, most of these are poems and books that I actually own. Right. Yeah. That doesn't mean that I've read every poem that I read out now. Uh so you know, like for instance, here's here's one of my favorite poets, Langston Hughes. Uh, people on the podcast can't see it, but uh, these guys can because I'm showing it to them. It's a big fat book, right? It's hundreds of poems. There's yeah. no way I could have read all of these poems, uh, you know, earlier. Mm-hmm. I'm familiar with his work and I've I've read a lot of it, but not every poem. And now every day in the morning before I do the recording. I just read one poem by Langston Hughes and then do my recording. Uh, and I've still not recorded, I've still not sent out Hugh, Langston Hughes uh, in my broadcast because I want to save up, I want to find some really nice <laughs> one. people. Yeah, the yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, I've exhausted some of my favorite poets already. So I've exhausted <laughs> Alisa Darjafri, for instance, who uh, uh, sang for us earlier. Uh, I've exhausted Sahil Ludhianvi. Um, Are you exhausted? Means what? <laughs> Meaning I can't. Meaning no, no. Can't or, like he has to come back to. He has to come back to Sahil Ludhianvi now next year. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, my podcast. Um, uh, when I sent out my first message out to people, yeah. the podcast is called "A Poem a Day" from Sudhanva. Yeah, 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 but when yeah. I sent out my first message out to the world, I called it Mere Geet Tumare Hai, uh, which is a phrase from a Sahir song. Yeah, of yeah, 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 yeah. 
you know. Um, and so yeah, so that's what I'm doing. That's what is keeping me occupied. Wow. So I'll read out a poem that I did not use in my uh, in my podcast. I used this. He wrote a lot of poems on uh, on on Lenin. Uh, there are references to Lenin. So one of them I used in my uh, podcast. I'll be reading another poem today, uh, which is also one of my favorite uh, poems from Brecht. It's called The International. The International, of course, is the international anthem of workers. You know, it's the international anthem with excuses to Vedi for my singing, <laughs> just to give people a sense of the tune. That's all. Okay, this is not to show off any show but any terrible. Are chodo ya. I was just fishing, and thanks for for rising to the bait. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so so this is a uh, it's a poem called the International, and what I like about the poem is. It's a very emotional poem, although written in a very deadpan kind of way. Right? Uh, and like a lot of Brecht poems, it's a story. Because Brecht is essentially a storyteller, you know. Uh, and so a lot of his poems are descriptive poems. They tell a story. And this uh, is also one of them. But it's also about, it has an unusual take on the international. You would imagine that... Um, a figure like Brecht would only say something laudatory about, you know, heroic, celebratory yeah. about the international, a song like the international. And it is that, but it's also something else. It's a very painful um, take on the international. So here goes. <clears throat> the International by Bertolt Brecht. Comrades report. In the foothills of the Pamir, we met a woman in charge of a small cocoon farm who has convulsions whenever she hears the international. In the foothills of the Pamir, we met a woman in charge of a small cocoon farm who has convulsions whenever she hears the international. She told her story. In the civil war, her husband was the leader of a band of partisans. Gravely wounded, lying in their hut, he was betrayed. Taking him captive, the white guards cried, you won't be singing your international much longer. And before his eyes, they seized his wife and raped her on the bed. Then the man began to sing. And he sang the international, even when they shot his youngest child. And he ceased singing when they took and shot his son and he ceased living. Since that day, the woman says, she has had convulsions whenever she hears the international. And, she tells us, it has been very hard to find a place to work in any of the Soviet republics where one doesn't hear the song sung from, from Moscow to the Pamir. These days, you can't escape the sound of the international. But it is heard less often in the Pamir. And we continued talking of her work. She told us, so far, the district has only half fulfilled the plan. But her locality is already quite transformed, unrecognizable. It yet grows daily more familiar. A new crowd of people is providing new work, new leisure. 
and by next year it is likely the plan will be exceeded and once this happens then they'll build a factory here once that is built well she said on that day i shall sing the international wow yeah it's pretty intense um, yeah, yeah yeah but it's also i like the poem not just because it's intense and emotional and all of that but it's also powerful and it's also a reminder of what how much songs and you know art can become part of the lived experience of people yeah it yeah. can move them in ways that are uh, that are you know uh, unimaginable yeah you know? um and and this uh, poem is also about resilience no yeah it's about the resilience of this woman who's saying that that one day will arrive one yeah when i will sing the international it's also about hope hope in a way like where you are also talking about a day that you know somewhere in you like what vedi was talking about this pessimism we all know that everything's gone but at the same time we are all still doing what we are doing because of that one little hope mm-hmm. otherwise otherwise what's the point otherwise you just you know there's no point in doing or living even if you don't mm-hmm. have that hope true so, so, so true. yeah i think uh, even even namdev dasal's uh, that uh, poem uh, man man you must explode i mean the first part of it you read you're you're just like what is this exactly but but how how it sort of uh, uh, changes this whole like takes a u turn towards the end and again every so i feel all these poets all these guys even what we are writing today what sudanma you are writing what vedi is writing what sids writing what we are creating all of it there's some hope which is always there and which will always be there that's the only thing which i feel uh like coming back to our entire thing of uh, may day and you know workers rights i mean imagine even if people have forgotten there is still there will still be like those 5 10 people who will talk about it and that then one day will become this big movement and one day we'll have like a world that we all want to see we might not see it in our lifetimes but hoping that no 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 don't say that don't say that look hang on world communism is around the corner okay <laughs> it's coming it's coming already <laughs> Yeah, 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 it's coming. Yeah. Absolutely. Capitalism has been cancelled. <laughs> I'm really happy to see this. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, huh, maybe not in your lifetime, Ban, but in my lifetime it can happen. Yeah, and in mine. I want to be. Okay, yes. <laughs> yes and in mine. Yeah. Vedi and I are going to be there to see it. Okay, yeah, yeah, done. Yeah. Yeah. We will see it. It is necessary that we will see it. Yes, we will see it. We will see it. We will see it. We will see it. जब महकूमो के पांव तले ये धरती धड़धड़ धड़केगी और अहले हकम के सर ऊपर जब बिजली कड़कड़ कड़केगी हम देखेंगे लाजिम है कि हम भी देखेंगे वो दिन के जिसका वादा है जो लॉय अजल में लिखा है हम देखेंगे Just that a lot of people of 
uh, you know our generation who went through the uh, kind of grew up without the internet then the internet happened uh so it's been a lot of uh i suppose adaptation in a way to the medium and so much of the work that we've done just transferred completely i mean it changed the fundamental nature of the work that we were doing in uh, so many ways communication technology all of that uh so it's been an uh, ongoing thing and in a lot of i mean i mean this is also in the context of growing up or like starting to work towards the end of the 90s in india right <clears throat> so the whole uh, scene was different and we were just trying to figure out what because there was a time just before where you could do five things uh and then there was a time when we entered the job market where essentially It, the whole paradigm of what work meant had changed uh, in, in some ways for those at least who are not doing manual i mean yeah so uh, so there was that process and and in that you lost track of what was happening in the real world uh, on many occasions so with all of what's been happening over the past few months particularly in in our city you know a city that had been deeply politicized yet whose population had become so apolitical and apathetic in many ways uh, our generation i'm referring to uh, or people like us specifically you know middle class all of that mm-hmm. uh, that it a new wave of you spoke of how people rise to consciousness a new wave of that is happening among many of our peers who are now engaging not re-engaging with fairs like sudan or something but engaging with fairs for the first time or uh, jafri and how a partition story is still relevant exactly almost to the world in the context so while we say that okay this is an unprecedented thing in human history is it really i mean i was talking to my dad the other day he's 75 he's so he came in from karachi partition time with his family and then they lived as refugees and uh then uh, subsequently they had uh, he joined the military and went through three wars and uh, then of course we've all gone through the last six years of this government so you know it's like endless uh, endless trauma how does how does this suddenly uh, you know it's, it's a bit like uh, not such a big thing uh, from that perspective so yeah that's that's my rambly bit do you have another song though yeah do we want to do you want to sort of close this post podcast with the uh, kafi azmi sahab or a song <laughs> maybe we should do some more kavita netu gati rehti are gana yaar come on but i got this chance to listen to you why would i be doing anything else why would i accept that option you can subscribe you yeah, can you can subscribe uh, to around the broadcast yeah that you can do and also it's up now on the uh, on the Apple, internet yeah yeah but um, i mean i i i don't have a problem reading uh, a poem from kafisa mm. you know that's not a problem as long as 
एज लॉन्ग एज वेदी एंड विद दिस इज प्रॉब्ली वन ऑफ हिज बेस्ट नोन नजम्स इट्स कॉल्ड मकान uh written in 1962 a lot of people know this but for those who may not be very familiar with uh, uh with kafi saab and his work uh, just a very short introduction kafi saab amongst other things was also um a member of the cpi and he um in his youth he used to also work with construction workers you know uh, organize them unionize them and so on and this is a song he wrote um on construction workers it's 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 a poem um it's a poem about workers who build a uh, you know who build buildings and who build these palaces and you know etc etc uh for rich people and then once it's built then they have no entry they cannot go there you know then there's a guard outside who, who prevents workers from uh from entering uh and as i said it's probably one of his best known Uh, works it's called makan kefias aaj ki raat bahut garam hawa chalti hai aaj ki raat bahut garam hawa chalti hai aaj ki raat na footpath pe neend aayegi sab utho main bhi utho tum bhi utho tum bhi utho koi khidki kisi deewar mein khul jayegi ye zameen tab bhi nigal lene pe aamada thi पांव जब टूटती शाखों से उतारे हमने इन मकानों को खबर है न मकीनों को खबर उन दिनों की जो गुफाओं में गुजारे हमने हाथ ढलते गए साचे में तो थकते कैसे नक्श के बाद नए नक्श निखारे हमने की ये दीवार बुलंद और बुलंद और बुलंद दामोदर और जरा और संवारे हमने आंधिया तोड़ लिया करती थी शमों की लवें जड़ दिए इसलिए बिजली के सितारे हमने बन गया कसर तो पहरे पे कोई बैठ गया सो रहे खाक पे हम शोर से तामीर लिए अपनी नस नस में लिए मेहनतें पहम की थकन बंद आंखों से इसी कसर की तस्वीर लिए दिन पिघलता है इसी तरह सरों पर अब तक रात आंखों में खटकती है सियाह तीर लिए आज की रात बहुत गर्म हवा चलती है आज की रात न फुटपाथ पे नींद आएगी सब उठो मैं भी उठू तुम भी उठो तुम भी उठो कोई खिड़की किसी दीवार में खुल जाएगी शुक्रिया right after all the violence and deathy and i i wrote it because i had no other way to express how no words for the feeling but how it felt uh, in that moment so there these are the two songs and also that song was written uh, for a specific uh, thing i realized that 
ultimately uh, it it the name of the song is ram mela karpiya to ram jo hai in in whatever research i did in whatever traveling i did in whatever uh, gana i have done so far kahani i have done so far i realized that all cultures or all, all traditions all all religions um start with one core and that core has always invariably been humanity has has been that one core that all human beings and you can make it fact like practically and talk about the core of a human being psychologically or you can go and talk about it spiritually but it's ultimately that one one thing and so i feel like that song also at least for me reflects uh on uh, what we've what it's come to what what we've turned that one thing into and we're still talking about a lot of actions in terms of religion and culture and procuring and taking care of and bringing forward all of that action of the culture and the traditions but the core has been left behind so so uh, yeah so there's no question we have to listen to your song ओके हम देखेंगे तो हजार बार सुन चुके हैं सही बात अरे ढूंढा जब चारों दिशा मैं मेरा मुझ मैं तुझा बुलाया रोए मेरा राम भैया 
क्योंकि हम जो है छोटे बच्चे थे रामलीला देखने जाते थे तो राम एक हीरो था मेरा दूसरा था शिवाजी है ये मैं बात कर रहा हूँ जब मैं चार पांच साल का था you know yeah. and i would fantasize about them in a way they used to be real figures for me and i'd fantasize about them and their whole stories would play out in front of me and i would be a character in those stories right often i was ram or shivaji or whatever it is and of course i didn't know the difference between history and mythology and so on and so forth but these were real figures for me and one of the reasons why i will never forget the never forgive the the hindutva uh, you know yeah. gang yeah. is because they've taken away both these heroes they they tried to take away both these heroes yeah and there was a time when in the 1980s and 90s when i became older and so on one was embarrassed to say that you know one grew up idolizing these figures ram and yeah ram and shivaji Absolutely, and so yeah. shivaji yeah. of course being a history student you know one could reclaim yeah. in different ways and of course the work of you know govind pansare yeah. and so on and so forth that has helped a lot in recovering that figure mm. uh, from a radical perspective but mm. ram you yeah. know literally Absolutely. has been ceded to them and's been given over to them yeah. and of course the critique of ram that is very valid uh mm, from huh. angle from a caste angle from you know yeah. many different angles absolutely But i think what makes the figure of ram so 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 attractive mm-hmm. is that the man is the figure is full of imper- imperfections yeah. even the you know maryada purushottam is so imperfect mm-hmm. and that what gives him a real humanism तो मेरा महिला कर दियो रे वाह फॉर दिस लेक्चर आफ्टर योर ब्यूटीफुल ब्यूटीफुल डिवाइन पर आई जस्ट फेल्ट लाइक आई हैड टू शेयर दिस बिकॉज़ इट स्पोक टू मी आई एम सो ग्लैड इन अ वेरी पाप वेरी पाप एंड मच लाइक व्हाट यू सेड आई हैव आल्सो बीन मतलब मुझे बहुत गाली भी पड़ी है मैंने वैसे तो सिर्फ इसे जब लोगों के सामने रही हूँ जब प्रोटेस्ट में रही हूँ या तभी गाया है लेकिन कुछ लोग रिकॉर्ड भी करते हैं वो रिकॉर्डिंग आगे भी जाती है और तो मुझे बहुत गाली पड़ी इस चीज की कि तुम सबसे पहले तो सबसे पहला तो ये होता है ना जस्टिफिकेशन कि अल्लाह अल्लाह मेला क्यों नहीं हो गया तो सो ऑल ऑफ दैट रिडिक्यूलसाइड आई रियलाइज दैट दिस आइडिया ऑफ नोशन ऑफ राम तो हम बचपन में मतलब हमारे माँ बाप ने बहुत ज्यादा कुछ भी नहीं मनाया हम हमने भी नहीं मनाया बट वेन आई स्टार्टेड ट्रेवलिंग आई एंड वेन आई स्टार्टेड लिसनिंग टू कबीर आई रियलाइज दैट इन सो मेनी वेज इन इन इंडिया कल्चरली राम इज नॉट ऑलवेज नेसेसरीली दैट वन कैरेक्टर दैट वाई द राम दैट यू टॉक अबाउट दैट दैट कुड बी द कैरेक्टर ऑल्सो विच विच हैज इट्स प्रॉब्लमैटिक्स लाइक यू सेड एंड the whole concept of a particular culture and i'd say culture because hinduism isn't a 
so to say a religion also matlab it's a way of life it never was one particular way of doing anything or uh, you know looking at your god in only one way uh, even even if you do and you can't i'm not saying go question uh, the person who's believing because they they have the belief that they do for a reason they their context but what is to be questioned is how come what they're believing has become your has suddenly become something that you own what we believe or anybody believes in how how, how is it something suddenly that's that's that has ownership that has rights somebody can talk about it and somebody cannot one way you can talk about it and another way you can't so yeah i think uh, i have always steered away from using such words uh, because because of the very reason that it is it has a context but i think this time specifically i felt i felt like very strongly using this particular character that this term this important relevant uh, word primarily because of the context then because you see it a certain in a certain way and you began talking about it with such confidence in a certain way that i felt like i at least i need to talk about how i feel about this in this context sorry maybe bahut main bahut bolti hu but no but uh, i i think i think uh, uh, it's probably this uh, gives us another i mean and people have been talking about it this whole uh, idea of hinduism versus hindutva but mm-hmm. i think that's a completely different, different. Uh, Uh, another podcast where we can invite devdas also <laughs> but just to just to say very quickly that you know when yeah. when the babri masjid was brought down as a response to that one of the uh, one of the points that kafi azmi wrote is actually called dusra banwas dusra banwas yeah yeah dusra yes. uh, and so the figure of ram is something that has much more cultural currency mm. yeah. uh, than True. often we in progressive circles uh, uh, you know care to admit Mm-hmm. and it's a figure that retains a lot of uh, emotional cultural um, value yeah, for yeah. large numbers of people large numbers mm-hmm. of people so therefore Absolutely. we have to engage with that and it's a very interesting Absolutely. figure you know uh, uh, tulsi das mein kahin pe aata thumak chalat ramchandra mm-hmm. bajat panjaniya mm-hmm. ab jo hai panjaniya laga kar ke thumakte hue chal rahe hain ramchandra Yeah. this is totally a figure that's completely out of sync with this macho rambo ram yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you know yeah. and i think that there's a lot to be reclaimed uh, yeah. around this figure absolutely and anyways uh, even uh, uh, ramayan has about more than 3000 versions yeah, across uh, south asia so yeah. like if you go to bali and indonesia the, the i mean they have art forms that only perform you know uh, ramayan in their in different ways and there are mm-hmm. artists who grow up so imagine imagine there is so much diversity in just one text one piece of text which is ramayan and how you can how people can appropriate it and mm-hmm. sort of uh, just make it one dimensional it's just anyways that's a yeah. <laughs> that's a much bigger discourse yeah true durdarshan version Urdashan. <laughs> so, but thank you guys. Thank you so much for coming on this podcast. And absolutely, thank you for having yeah, me. Thank you so much. Guys. No, thanks for having me. And 
thanks for uh, your wonderful wonderful singing vedi really uh, you know you. i am i have no shame in admitting that i am a fan <laughs> thank you so now you wow. have to perform in studio sadar for us pan has performed there he'll tell you that we are very nice people i hope <laughs> you're very nice people i can't i can't express enough uh, i know you you don't know me <laughs> i'm that creepy person yes it's been a pleasure um and thanks said and ban for making this happen uh, it's not every day that one has conversations that are so exciting and that are so full of life and so full of um, you know little little new things that get triggered in your brain as you yeah, yeah. have those conversations um, i hesitate to call them learnings because i don't know what they are but they really yeah. sparks going off right yeah yeah uh, and that's really what we need thank you thank you so much Thank you. Thank you all. Thank you very much and hopefully this should lead us into also other conversations that we can have in yeah. like yeah. language lexicon so many things we can discuss down the road. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Bro, we're all fans with you. <laughs> yeah, maybe we are all fans. <laughs> Same bus bus. <laughs>